At the Great Movie Ride, you're magically transported into scenes from some of the greatest movies ever made, including one of the greatest movies Walt Disney ever made, Mary Poppins. As a Disney Resort guest, you'll discover different ways to play every day of your vacation. Fish are friends. Fish are friends. Fish are friends. Not food. They're not gonna make it. Mission accomplished. You made it. I knew you would. W. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 654, and together we're going to celebrate the magic of the Disney parks, movies, and more here on the podcast, my weekly live video on Facebook, community, videos, books, audio tours, blog, and more. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and find everything else at www.radio.com. Join us this week at the newly opened Steakhouse 71 at Disney's Contemporary Resort for a live review of this family-friendly steakhouse, which gives guests a taste and feel of Disney's heritage and 70s nostalgia with a menu that offers a nod to Days Gone By and Walt Disney himself. I'll then have the answer to our Disney trivia question of the week and more updates at the end of the show. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. As part of Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary, we received so many new updates, changes, improvements, and experiences, including one that comes with a little bit of, of bittersweet um, as we sit here in the newly renovated and newly opened Steakhouse 71 on the first floor of Disney's Contemporary Resort. This is actually, this for me, and actually literally where I'm sitting, brings back a lot of nostalgic memories to when this was the Fiesta Fun Center and the burnt oranges and rusts and browns have been replaced with an open beautiful and modern concept. We're actually here to review Steakhouse 71 for lunch. And this is, I don't normally ever repeat dining reviews, but you may remember back on show 570, we were here when this was the wave. And I have actually been here not once, but twice already and loved it so much, I needed to bring and share the experience to you and with you, and I certainly cannot do it alone because it's really awkward when I order six entrees for just one person, which is why I have brought and brought back some friends to join us here at the table. And coming back are the same people who are here on show 570. I still believe in ladies first, gentlemen, Lisa Donato Glassner. Yes, I'm so excited to be back. I'm ready to be wowed and, and not sad about not being at the wave anymore. And you have not been here as yet, correct? I haven't, and I'm so excited and starving. 
<laughs> Great, it's going to be an expensive afternoon. And Jason Knapp? Well, I'm not a lady, but I'm glad to go right after Lisa. I, this is my second time here. It's it's so good, and I'm so excited about seeing your your reaction and your reaction and your reaction to this place. And I love it. Spoiler alert. And part of the trio that was here last time is Kenneth Johnson. Hello, everyone. And Lou, thank you very much. Like you, I'm having a little bit of bittersweet memories here. I'm saying a tearful goodbye to the bao buns and uh, a few other items on the uh, on the menu of the wave and also remembering the, uh, the Fiesta Fun Center. But I am really excited about this menu. Can't wait to try it. And I am a firm believer in the more, the merrier. And coming back to you, you might remember her from shows such as the live walk-around review of the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival, Ashley Coggins. Hi, everybody. I'm really excited. I haven't been here yet either. This is my first time back as the reefer for Steakhouse 71, so I'm starving as well. And I can tell by this menu, I think we're going to be in for a lot of culinary delights today. And before we even get to the menu, let's talk about the space itself and I loved watching all of your reactions as you walked in uh, as, you, as I'm sure you know the contemporary as a whole has undergone really a, a bit of a transformation um, I wouldn't even call it an update not just in terms of the guest rooms but the interior and exterior and especially here on the first level um, there's this wonderful cool retro mid-century modern type vibe that has not only wonderful clean furnishings, but more importantly, not just throughout the lobby, but in that entranceway to Steakhouse 71, there are photographs of pre-opening and opening day and the dedication of Walt Disney World, which really helps to set the stage for what you find when you come inside, 70, inside Steakhouse 71. So let me know thoughts first on just the aesthetic and, and the vibe itself. This summarizes everything I wanted out of the 50th celebration. It's beautiful. It's fresh. It's new. It's honoring the past. It feels like, you know, when you like do a remodel on an old home and you do it right and you do it in a way that like doesn't undo the, the past, it honors it and kind of freshens it up and makes it new again. It, it feels like an old home was restored properly. That is very well said, Lisa. Very nice. I love that. And I, I want to piggyback on that in saying that it's like a modern nostalgia and mixed together. I love Mary Blair. She's one of my favorite Disney artists. And I feel like she's essence throughout this entire restaurant. I love Space Mountain. It's my favorite ride. And seeing it and all the artwork and little tidbits and the colors in here, I think they, they did a really great job. I love it. Yeah, the thought I had as I was coming into the lobby, and it's so bright now and cheery, and there's so many references to the monorail, which was the sort of attraction to the contemporary in the beginning and the big selling point. Hey, it's a hotel that the monorail goes through. I thought to myself, this is what should have been here all along. Um, and I thought uh, so many, so many wonderful thoughts I had coming in here and feelings. It's just the perfect introduction to a great meal, I hope. I like the I like all of that plus the nods to Roy Disney that, that I think are you don't get a lot of in the parks and the resorts and so that they're featuring him in the space as well as you enter kind of does take us back and reminds us of sort of how we got here and and I also love and we'll talk more about this but how they've married everything they just brought everything together in terms of the the, the like the nostalgia piece as well as like what Disney represents to us now and I 
Well, it's interesting because we, we've been talking about how for the 50th anniversary, you know, obviously you're not going to please everybody, but there's been a lot of discussion about the sense of nostalgia and for some people the feeling that there's a lack thereof in terms of, I mentioned on the last show, I would love to have seen a little bit more Walt, a little bit more references to Roy. And I love the fact that it is, it is paid tribute here in permanent form, right? It's not something that's sort of just here for the 50th anniversary. While I miss that, that the, the cool vibe of the blue rooms in the lounge, I love how clean and open, even just having the clear glass in between the lounge and the dining room, yes. the light blues and the tans and the whites, that gorgeous mural on the back wall, which could be closed off for a private dining area, even the lighting fixtures. Like, yeah. there's just something and, super cool. And for a windowless room, this seems so much more bright and cheery than it did before. Yeah, actually, you mentioned the same thing, that there's no windows in here, but you almost wouldn't get that feel. Right. That's one of the reasons why I only came for breakfast at the Wave, because at dinner, I want to be able to see my food, and now yeah. I can actually see it. So this is great. Well, and I think, you know, sort of transition us from the look and feel to the important part, which is the menu. There's even a bit of that nostalgia that's married into the menu itself as you start to look through the items. And while, look, with anything that changes, there's going to be things that we've lost along the way. The bao buns, cauliflower tacos, may you rest in peace, things that we loved. Like, we would come here not just for lunch or dinner, but even sometimes, like, come here late at night for some appetizers, even, even going to the lounge. And while some of those those things are gone, I think there are probably some new favorites. Um, And I wish I was recording the entire time because I was like, save that for the podcast because the the drooling over the menu, Kenneth, you're looking at me like with these eyes like, yeah, I feel you. Yeah, and there are also some things on the menu that I really love at the Wave, like the bacon and egg. Um, we won't we won't tell anyone else here who may be from Maryland, but I like the crab cakes, and uh, the burger was also a favorite of mine. But those things I, I understand completely different appear on this menu too, and I'm really excited to see what they're like. And the menu almost seems like it's a little bit bigger yeah. than it was when it, in its wave days. Yeah, it's definitely an expanded. At least it's hard to re- for me to remember what the menu was pre closing pre-covid but this is absolutely expanded from the menu that was available at the wave after reopening and it's a good menu the crab cakes incidentally are the crab cakes that were uh, created by the chef from baltimore who's here as a cast member still and so and i think they're even better than they were before and spoiler alert and the burger is different we're gonna have to get her to explain the burger because the burger is different than the burger that they had before so it's funny, the, the, uh, the hairy eyeball that Lisa was giving you as you were talking about the quality of the crab cakes, you may or may not remember if you've ever listened to a show to have Lisa and Jason uh, discuss their fondness for non-Maryland crab cakes. Um, but it, there's a method to my madness. There's a reason why there's five of us here at the table, because the menu is huge, and I needed all of you <laughs> to, to order um, so we can get such a, a wide spectrum of, of items on the menu. I love the fact that some of you have not been here before, so it's going to be completely your, your very first time. Um, any thoughts on the menu, just as you took a quick look at it, anything that sort of jumped out at you? That- I just like the fact that it's classic steakhouse, kind of things like the uh, wedge salad and French onion soup, and yeah. like you said, Jason, about the Salisbury steak. like Just like 
tried and true comfort items that if you were going to your hometown steakhouse, that's something you've been going for a long time, they're probably going to do that with a creative twist. And I'm excited to see what they do with those items. And I think it's interesting, the, the use of the word steakhouse, 71, because I think for some people it's an attractor. And for some people they might go, oh, I'm not a steakhouse. Person. But there is so much more than, quote unquote, just steak on this menu, especially here for lunch. I want to just quickly, as quickly as I can, go through the number of different appetizers. There's a French onion soup, the baby iceberg wedge salad with blue cheese, which I am, I know, you would never believe by looking at me that I've actually ever eaten a salad in my life, but I swear, I love a good wedge salad. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> it's a big salad. Um, there's a fork and knife Caesar salad, Steakhouse 71 onion rings. I want to read this slowly. There, if you can hear the mmms coming. Hand-breaded with spicy ranch dipping sauce. And they are plant-based. I guess the dipping sauce is plant-based. There's a um, a citrus, post, citrus poached shrimp cocktail. Sea salt dusted potato brioche. Bacon and eggs. Kenneth Johnson, I'm looking at you. Maple lacquered pork belly. Smoked cheese grits. And not just an egg, but a perfect egg. Just like the old one. It is. That's guess, setting a very high standard. I guess the uh, perfect egg, maybe they mean a poached egg like they used to do before, I'm guessing. And lump crab cakes with Old Bay remoulade, corn hash, and house-made saltine crackers. Before we even move on to the entrees, are, are, I mean, I think there's a few things that we have to try here. I'm assuming it's the onion rings. I'm assuming it's the bacon and the eggs. Oh, yeah. And it's the lump crab cakes. And, and I didn't say, I mean, there could be an end on the end. Unless you get, I, I think the crab cake sliders are actually preferable oh. to the crab cake appetizer. So do, do we do the brioche and get I the, yeah? Yes, yes, I was going to say, I want the brioche. Because that the looks amazing. Sea salt dusted potato brioche. The, the presentation potato. of the brioche is, in, is really cool. Just the, just for the butter, you need to get the brioche. Oh, is that... Yes. Yes. All right. I'm with you. And actually, look, listen, don't be shy. If there's something you want, you just scream it out, sister. Don't... Yeah. She's so like... We've done this before. You know, if you go shy, you go hungry. So if there's something we need to order, you tell me. I know. I, I think everything everyone's saying, I agree. I want those onion rings, though, for sure. For sure. Let's get to the entrees. Let's get to the to the to the meat of the menu, Kenneth Johnson. There are crab cake sliders, lump crab cakes, old bay remoulade, tomato and pickle slaw, and a brioche bun, served with a petite wedge salad, Parmesan fries, or pasta salad. That comes in at nineteen dollars. The prime rib sandwich, shaved prime rib, caramelized onions, herb aioli. <laughs> Provolone cheese, arugula, not yet. And we're still reading the menu. Christina, I know it's a big menu and a big salad. Um, and he talks a lot. Wait, what? There's a... Horseradish cream. I've moved on. The Steakhouse 71 Stack Burger. I try not to sort of read ahead. I have heard nothing but rave reviews, including the best hamburger in Walt Disney World, Period. One thing I didn't have when I was here last, though, I didn't have the burger yet. I didn't have it either. I'm getting, I'm getting the burger. A, a signature blend of beef, American cheese, lemon aioli, red onion, house-made pickles. Kenneth, I'm reading fast, so you can... All right. On a brioche bun. Wait, 45 a, minutes and we're still not going to be around. A turkey club. <laughs> quiet. 
with uh, oven roasted turkey, applewood bacon, lemon aioli, etc. Fifteen dollars. There's a fish sandwich. <laughs> I'm going fast. Fish sandwich with an old bay remoulade, a gourmet grilled cheese, toasted brioche, Gruyere, smoked gouda, shredded pork belly. Oh no! Oh now, mm, caramelized onion jam. Oh yeah! Now all of a sudden the eyebrows go up. Steak frites, hanger steak, garlic parmesan, waffle fries, vegetable Wellington. Which and can it, uh, Jason's not really good. It sounds like it wouldn't be, but because it's vegetables, but it's it's really, 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 really good. And finally, there's Salisbury steak, and this is what I mean. Like the Salisbury steak, the vegetable Wellington. Like these are all things that sort of remind me of like the '70s. Like as a kid who grew up yes. in the '70s, though, and and I love that fact that they've just simply tied into that time period. Right. And, you know, like, I think for the newer age of people, they tend to go to a hibachi restaurant to celebrate. But when we were little, we went to a steakhouse to celebrate. So this is kind of cool to go back in time for that with a modern twist. Beefsteak Charlie's in Plainfield. I'm sure you're not there anymore. (laughs) But it's true. They're leveling up all these, like, classics. Turkey club, fish sandwich, grilled cheese, you know, Wellington, Salisbury steak. Like, if you didn't read those titles, you wouldn't think that that's what they're called because the descriptions feel a lot fancier than that. But that's very cool. And the vegetable Wellington is brought to you by the same chef who imagined up the cauliflower tacos, which you remember how good those were. So... I'm saying, don't knock the plant-based on. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. Listen, I'm not knocking anything. So, ladies, first, what do you see on the menu that that appeals to? You? I mean, we're obviously going to be sharing everything. So, I don't know. Now that they're talking about this, like vegetable rumelade, I mean, with the Wellington or rather, I think that's kind of interesting. Like, if they can pull that off to be something sustainable, and you know, cause sometimes with vegetables, you eat it, then you're you're hungry again afterwards, and. Well, kind of pastry takes care of that. Okay, so that might work. So I think we need the crab cake sliders, the primer sandwich, the burger, obviously, the fish sandwich, the grilled cheese, and the vegetable Wellington, and maybe the Salisbury steak. Wait, wait. I heard a word, though, that I didn't understand. Um, see, share, what was that? Um, Can someone define that? I'm, I'm just not... I'm not up for that. I don't know. It's an approach to dining that lets you get everything on the menu. Oh, okay. I like <laughs> you know, there are nine entrees on the lunch menu, which that's a lot. It's like, cause, and especially over the last few years, some of the Walt Disney World menus have gotten a little bit smaller. They've gone from, from a two-pager to a one-pager, especially around lunchtime. The fact that there's nine lunch entrees, not including appetizers, is a lot. That being said, I think crab cake sliders, I agree. Prime rib sandwich. Obviously the burger. The fish. The Wellington. And the what? It's the same list. No, wait. I'm, I want to make sure. Wait. Because I also, there's a part of it that also wants the grilled cheese, too. That's exactly what I just said. That was the list I just said. But then what about the Salisbury steak? Exactly. I said maybe the Salisbury steak. There's only (laughs) five of us. Wow. The prime rib sandwich, maybe get the Salisbury steak? I've had the prime rib. But these five are not normal people. Prime rib sandwich. (laughs) But, but, but. Since when do we not get everything? We're leaving off several things. We're leaving off the Turkey Club, 
To help support the show, you can be part of the WW Radio Nation by going to www.com slash support. This meal does not come complimentary to Walt. No, well. I mean, even the fish sandwich. I think, all right, let, why don't we try this way? Why don't we go process of elimination? We six and a half on our list right now. Why don't we, why don't we, we nix the turkey, we, we could nix, nix the turkey club. Nix the steak cream. I mean, can you really make a puff pastry without butter? Come on. So do we... So do we do we nix the steak frites? Yes. Or, yes. yes. And get the prime rib sandwich, I yeah. think. Yeah, I don't think the steak frites are going to be. Now you know she's going to come over and be like, "Oh, the steak frites are the best thing on the menu." Well, I mean, it's. It is a steakhouse. I, I'm just saying. That's the dinner version. That's <laughs> when we have to come back for dinner to try all the steaks. On Dad's dime, see. <laughs> you know, the only time I've ever had that is in a TV dinner. Oh my God! Oh, remember yeah. those? Yeah. Right, the Stouffer's TV dinners, yeah. and then there was either like the little apple pie or the chocolate pie, and I would switch with my you brother when Battle- he wasn't looking. You Battlestar Galactica. Oh, we oh just bonded. God. Oh, can you switch seats with Jason so we can sit closer to me? Oh. For me, it was six million dollar man. I'm a little oh, older. I. Somewhere in my archives, I still have the Steve Rogers action figure, Austin. the 12-inch, what I call him? Steve, Steve Rogers. Oh, Steve yeah, Austin, sorry. Yeah, we looked, like, <laughs> looked at the back of his head, and it would be like a little oh, target, yeah, and his the arm, that little control panel yeah, came yeah, off. Man. Yeah, it had a little, like, little, like, a little hinge door that would open yeah. on the arm. Yeah, yeah. Did you have the Oscar Goldman I action did. figure? I of course you did, with the suitcase. Yep. He has no superpowers, just a suitcase. Yep, and, and a nice little, tweed jacket. I had the little movie camera that showed the opening credits that you could watch. You know, the, the best thing about this conversation is that I'm not hungry at all. <laughs> now we're ready. All right, Christina. I know. I'm sorry. They talk so much. Is it done? <laughs> <gasps> Christina. All right. What are we getting? All right. Don't judge us. I'm just gonna look at your face for reactions though. Crab cake sliders, please. Okay. Do you want appetizers first? Oh, yes, we do. Okay. Sorry, I got excited. We're gonna do. And these are all desserts? Yes, please. Oh, okay. The onion rings, <coughs> the bacon and eggs, and the brioche, please. That looks amazing. Awesome. We would also like, as entrees, the crab cake sliders. So the crab is the entree? Yes, please. The sliders. We would like one crab cake slider, one prime rib sandwich. That's one crab cake slider. I'm just going to bring you one slider out. And I'm going to eat the other. A tiny knife. We would also, we would also like a, the legendary Steakhouse 71 Stack Burger, please. What side do you want? Oh, we would like the Parmesan fries, please. And what side do you want for the crab? Uh, the, 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 parma- can we the Parmesan fries. <laughs> can we try the waffle fries, too? Those are the Parmesan fries. Okay. They're waffles. Okay. Um, and for the fried rib? A pasta salad, please, just so we can say we tried. Some variety. Right. Okay, what else? Uh, did we get the fish sandwich? No. Fish sandwich, please. <laughs> I think you said, should we get the fish sandwich? Do you want the wedge salad with that? Yes, please. Someone's excited. Yes, because we're obviously eating healthy today. 
we would also like the gourmet grilled cheese. Oh, my. Didn't you say that we wanted yeah, the grilled yeah, cheese? Yeah, 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 of course. You need the grilled cheese. You need the grilled cheese. Fries or with what? Fries, please. And am I doing Wellington yeah. or steak? Or both? You're doing both. Salisbury, oh. right? We have to do both. Salisbury was the most popular dish in 1971. Yes. Oh, we got to do that. All right. Uh, Wellington and Salisbury steak, please. www.radio.com. No, no, no steak frites. No. Yeah, we're watching. <laughs> yeah, it's a steakhouse. No, we're not no, going to the Turkey Club. No, I can't. We, 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 we also dropped the line. Right. Um, I should have just said everything but the yeah, Turkey Club and the steak frites. <laughs> This is Christina's. You. This is your first day here. You said. First, it, it is our first. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I normally bartend. So oh, lucky day for you. All right. So I'm really excited about this food, but I'm just excited that both this resort and the Polynesian have come back to life. The remodeling that they were doing over there on the entryway and the monorail station is done and. I was over there last night, and it's just milling with people again. And you know how the check-in for Ohana is just crazy, and there are tons of people there, just like old times, you know. And I can see that same thing here, and it's just really just warms my heart. I mean, I think we're all happy to see that energy coming back. But again, there, there is that nostalgic, sentimental part of me that loves, specifically to those two resorts, that feeling of bringing back a little bit of what it was like when when Walt Disney World first opened in 71. It's funny, one of the great things about the wave, especially as a local, it's that it was such a hidden gem. And that's probably the one thing we're losing here is that this place has, it's, but it's really great because they're getting the benefit of all of the attention of a grand opening during this time. And I think it's going to deserve it. So it's it's just nice to see that this, when you would eat at the wave, it tended to be a quieter room. And obviously this is brand new and that's part of why, but it's just nice to be in this space and see it bright and full of people. Well, I think that this whole part, this Magic Kingdom Resort area has had so much recent investment. You know, we were talking about um, the other night, Citrico's has just been redone. We've had, you know... The if only there was somebody, anybody, who would come review Citrico's. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was there for my birthday. I had a great great meal so good and i love the mary poppins theming over there and to me you know coming here in the 70s the magic kingdom resort is always sort of my favorite area of of the walt disney world resort and i still consider epcot that new park but you know for me i i just love seeing the magic kingdom resort come alive and all the new attractions that are going in just really exciting we should probably ask uh, our waitress about the about the drink menu too, since she's a bartender. But what's important to point out about this drink menu isn't just how like well imagined it is in terms of the theming for the time period, but they have abandoned the book. Remember the book, the cocktail oh, yeah. book. They they're the first like resort restaurant to abandon the book completely, and and they have created all brand new cocktails that are themed for this particular restaurant, which is the sort of Steakhouse 71 thing. And apparently all the other like restaurant bars are going to do the same thing and move away and move away from the book and have their own things. But what's cool about this are these throwbacks. There are, there are these uh, drinks that you would 
not really expect to see on a modern menu, but they're throwbacks to these like the seventies and also some nods to to Walt and to Roy and the old the old fashions, the the Manhattans, the gimlet, the vodka gimlet, which which was uh, one of his drinks. Um, but they're also you know they're dressed up a bit too. But they have these uh, non-alcoholic uh, mocktails of sorts as well that are a lot of fun. And actually, and one I had last time I was here, the cold brew and tonic, which sounds kind of weird and maybe disgusting because it's, it's Joffrey's Coffee, cold brew, maple vanilla syrup, and tonic water, which you wouldn't think like mixing that together would be good. It's actually, it's actually really good. It's really good. Um, there's a sherbet punch. So again, another very 70s throwback uh, element, which is orange sherbet. Uh, orange sherbet sprite of course and house-made grenadine and then there's the iridescent we were talking about this before what i call the bath bomb it's the iridescent sip abrasion get it sip abrasion minute made lemonade uh fruity strawberry punch and it's served in a souvenir 50th celebration cup with a surprise character which spoiler alert happens to be mickey here at least it was last week um and when you drop it in it's like an alka seltzer sort of thing but it's not medicinal. I mean, it might be. Uh, and it does this little fizz thing. And, and there's like colors and stuff that come out of it. It's kind of like um, almost like a, like a glitter kind of effect. It's, it's really... Lisa's looking at me Is like... It it sounds, iridescent? Is that the effect? It's iridescent. Yes. <laughs> yes. Are you, are you repeating it over and over again because you want to get one and try one? Um, no, because I don't think I can fit anything else in my belly today. But I mean, you... I mean... You should try one. I don't. I don't like glitter as a rule, and I especially don't like to ingest it. Um, but I have heard it's delicious and it's fun to watch other people. The fact that you have a rule about not liking glitter is, is the thing yeah. that's interesting to me. Yeah, it just gets everywhere. I'm not sure how you end up getting to that point. You know I don't even think like frosting that's blue or like funky blue colored like blue raspberry colored drinks. Nothing. I don't like that. Nope. But didn't you see that cool? chocolate glittery Mayan pyramid thing in the Mexico pavilion that you want to try. <laughs> like I'm so desperate to get Epcot just so I could try. I have no, listen, I don't break it and that oozes out. Oh, yeah. Really? Uh, yeah. I have no, I have no uh, opposition to glitter in my life at any. Hi everyone. I'm back. It's Christina. I brought you sauce. I brought you a spicy vegan ranch, two truffles, a ranch, normal ranch, and then a special 71 butter. Wow. And what have we here? And here we have the bread. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Kyla. Hi. I made this fresh for you with my own hands. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. That looks great. Are they doing a... Everything. This looks amazing. <laughs> so we just received all of our appetizers. Let's start where you all, like vultures, went right in, Ashley, I'm looking at you, went right in for the onion rings because you, even before we started, you know, you have very clear thoughts about onion rings and the way, and as a chef, you about the way they're supposed to be prepared. So they definitely soaked these onions ahead of time. That's one of the tricks of what Jason was talking about, how when they bite into them and you don't get the piece of the whole onion falling out. So they absolutely soaked these in cold water prior to to take some of the bitterness out of the onions to make them sweeter when you bite them. And also so that the pole string doesn't come out. But these are excellent. I absolutely love them. That sauce is such a nice kick. I love it. I think these are definitely the most perfect onion ring I have ever had. Mm-hmm. That's really good. And I, I dig the zippiness of that sauce. 
So I will fully admit, I am not an onion ring person at all. I never get onion rings. These are delicious. They almost like melt in your mouth. It like all, all the textures meld together perfectly. And the sauce has this teeniest little kick, but I wouldn't call it spicy at all. It just has a little tiny, tiny bit of heat on the back. It's a remarkably good crunch to them, too. Mm. It's a, it's a, it, all, it all stays together. And it's, <laughs> which I know it doesn't sound like it's that impressive, but to bite into an onion ring and it stays together. Ashley is literally dancing with an onion ring in her hand. She's sitting there like the Statue of Liberty holding her onion ring up in the air, waving it like she just doesn't care. I'm just saying you better get some of this bacon and egg while it's still here. It Did you all try bacon and egg so far? Not yet. Okay. Oh, so here. it went over there. It I did. Have some. I have some. Oh, you have some. Okay. So, I'll, can I'll go you right to you? Go ahead. No, you got to get some. I will. I'm going to, you talk, I'll eat. Okay. I did not think that the bacon and egg could be better than the old one, but it is. It wow. really is better. The maple glaze. Describe how it was prepared and, and presented. Well, just like the old one, the perfect egg does refer to a poached egg, and they always nail it. And um, you get a nice runny yolk onto this beautiful polenta, or as we say in the South, fancy grits. Um, But there is this wonderful reduction made from the fat of the pork that really just seals the deal. It's so good. Your eyes are literally rolling back in your head. There are certain times you eat a food and you immediately know it's one of those things you're going to crave late at night. And that's what this is. It's like one of those things I'm going to be sitting in my house and I'm going to be like, I need one of them right now. The, the texture of it is perfect. There's like a little bit of sweetness. It's very slightly different from the old one. And yeah, I think they leveled it up. And it tastes actually even cheesier. That's exactly what I was about to say. The, the, I feel like the maple, the glaze, the maple glaze is, is ma- maple-ier. I'm sure that's the word, right? But the, the, the grits are definitely cheesier. Absolutely cheesier in, in a good way. If you could and with that sweet, oh my, like that's so good. Don't let her take that plate because none of this is going to go to waste at all. You know what the move is? If there's any of this brioche left, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Kenneth, notice that we left this in between you and I, so it's within arm's reach. I, to be honest with you, I would have never ordered this for myself, and now that you did, I've changed my mind about it because. Even the grits, sometimes you get grits and they're too um, congealed. Like, I always think of that, and it always, like, prohibits me from wanting to order something like this. But I, I thought it was really great, the way all the flavors messing up with that maple and the egg, how it was perfectly runny. So, it was cool. That's all you? I got a little piece. Again. No, no, no. You have that. Really. Talk to me about the, uh, the brioche, which comes with two different types of uh, spreads. But then she also brought... Five additional. Yes, I think they. <clears throat> I think the additional made it might have been for the onion rings, but I'm not sure. I'm sure they're delicious. This brioche, <gasps> this is so good. It has a nice kick of rosemary, which I love, and the tomato is in it. I don't. Is it salted butter or is there garlic in the butter? Is it just salted? It's. It's. This is incredible. <laughs> it's really good, and I like that she brought us extra sauces to dip our brioche in. And, and I, th- I swear, if you don't get the brioche when you get the bacon and eggs, then you're doing it wrong. You've got to get both so that you can 
Yeah, I think you have yeah, to. I was going to say, we don't need the sauces because we're, we're going to dip the bacon and egg leftover. Yeah. <gasps> Wait a minute. I'm going to take my first piece of brioche and I'm going to dip it in this. Oh, look at this. Why, why are you putting... Get... <laughs> so the 71 on the butter was made with, looks like volcanic salt. It's a black salt, which to me just makes it heaven. <laughs> Ashley just took a bite. And she closed her eyes and, like, I think you almost shuddered. I mean, when you dip the brioche into that maple glaze off the, the bacon and eggs dish, it's, like, perfect. It's like a nice kiss of the sweet and the savory all together, and it just melds so nicely into a perfect bite. Christina, we might have done this a little bit wrong, because you brought out all these other dips for us. That was for the onion rings or just for anything we felt like anything. dipping? I just wanted to be ahead of the game, because I knew you guys would need stuff. And you're oh, my last please. table, so I just want to make sure you're fully taken care of. You, uh, thank you very much. How is it? So good. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. Looks amazing. Oh, my. Wait, what is, wow, what is that? That's what is it? tomato the... garlic spread. All right, wait, there's a lot going on. Let me first get my thoughts out. The brioche has this, the garlic, the, the roasted garlic tomato jam. I could put that on. It was Phenomenal! I love, love, love roasted garlic. That's like dessert to me. Like that's my sweet. But that was so two minutes ago because she just brought out the crab cake sliders as well as the burger. the The two sliders are small. They're probably slider style. Slider style. It's a little, a little smaller than they're tall and let's <laughs> say tall and wide. But me, I'm short and wide. But. Um, I mean, it's the perfect sort of slider. It, it's a perfect lunch size portion. And then this burger is a thing. <laughs> You're literally staring at it. So like, I'm just thinking, there is no way we're cutting that into five pieces. We're just going to have to pick it up and bite it. I'm cool with that. <laughs> I've got, oh, and as if on cue, Kyla, oh my God. <laughs> Wait, there's. Oh my. <laughs> this is ridiculous. This is getting fun. Yes, please. Thank oh, you. Oh, great. Now another round of pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Kenneth is being tortured. Do you remember back in the day when we used to have to get our pictures developed and yeah. then run around and tell show our friends? Yeah, I don't either. Stop taking pictures. <laughs> <laughs> remember when we didn't, we didn't take pictures of our, su- of our food? Wow. Grilled cheese, and this is the plant-based Wellington. Wow. It's beautiful, and it's delicious, and it's award-winning. And I would never order this for me as an entree, but I would order it for the table for everybody to have a sandwich. Wow. So you did the right thing. Very good. Thank you. All right. You are welcome. Almost. Are you getting all four desserts, too? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Thank you. While they're taking pictures, let's just sort of talk about the the visuals of what's going on here. Because like the restaurant itself, this is just a cornucopia of goodness happening here. (laughs) First of all, like everything looks like picture perfect pretty. Look at the size, by the way, of that fish sandwich. Look at how thick that piece of fish is. I have no words. I'm going to post photos, by the way, 
of all of this uh, in the show notes. If you go to www.radio.com, click on the podcast. I'll try and share them on social as well. You're already eating. What? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Look at this tiny little wedge salad. It's like a baby. It's like a dollhouse. It's, had a no, it's, it's, it's like if you, if you went to the Pim Test Kitchen yes, and, had, so and had it miniaturized. Okay, wait. So you guys have both already started eating the. No. So we're, I guess we're. No. No, no, no. Ashley and Lisa, you guys better grab a piece of the crab cake because. Go ahead. Start with it. The crab cake. I just when I took the bite, I just couldn't believe it. It was. Dare I say it was way better than the old one. Yes. <laughs> and I think I think that was the right move to get the slider. Instead of the crab, I'd love to see how they plated the appetizer, but that was a little bit of all right. It's really good, and I, I know I've like created this uh, this belief that I don't like any crab cakes on Disney property, which is almost true. But this this crab cake slider is it's worth coming here just for that as an entree. It's so it's so so good. It's really good. What is that little bit of? sweetness that I taste in there that is no like there's something sweet and the, there's a, a a wonderful textural crunchiness that's with that too that's a crab cake that would be that's a good crab cake that's actually what a good crab cake tastes like it's crunchy on the outside it's it's sweet because you get the sweet from the blue crab meat on the inside sweet and you get a little bit of the spice from the old bay and it's and the bun oh. is really good too yeah I have such a nice, like, flavor that's just sort of sitting on my palate right now. I love Obey. I like to put in my french fries, too. So I just like that little zing at the end, too. But he's right. It's pretty crispy on the outside and nice and sweet on the inside. So they're cute. I'm I'm really curious to hear about what's coming next. It's all right. Yeah, there's a shot. (laughs) I mean, it's fine, but like, I like a back fin lump crab crab cake. You know, it tastes good. It's got a nice texture, but like, to me, I don't really taste the Old Bay. I think I like, I need a lot of Old Bay to really taste it. I think Jason actually licked all the Old Bay off the piece that he gave you. That's why. (laughs) All right, where do we move to next? I think we should try the Wellington before it gets cold. Because I have a feeling that that's going to be better. I need you to, to slice yeah. all that. Maybe we should, maybe while they're doing that, we should also start slicing up some of these yeah, other yeah, ones yeah. too. Yeah. So we're starting with the vegetable Wellington. First things first, presentation wise, very, very beautifully plated. Thoughts? On the presentation? Yes. On, t- on taste. Yeah, I think it's as good or better than the cauliflower tacos ever were. It's really fun. I love that orange sauce. Um, don't know what's in it, but it's great. So yeah, I'm getting it, a strong tapenade. I don't know if it's in the sauce or inside the Wellington itself, but there's a strong olive. Do you like it? Because you don't like olives. I really like. I really, really like it. And if you didn't tell me that it was a vegetable Wellington, I almost wouldn't sort of know that it was a vegetarian plate. Disney has been consistently hitting it out of the park with their plant-based options. I mean, if Kenneth likes it, it speaks volumes. But my one recommendation, like if you're going to any resort, any restaurant at Disney, always ask for the plant-based option in addition. Like if you're going to a buffet, like a family-style place, get one of your orders um, plant-based because it's usually some of the best stuff on the menu. 
Oh, like um, Tusker House. Yeah, yeah Tusker. Tusker. we did that at Tusker House. Yeah, it's a romesco sauce, so it's like a red pepper sauce that they've pureed. But I, I love this. I would order this. I, I love vegetables, so I guess I'm, I'm the dork of the group that would totally love this. No, I really like. No, I would delicious. absolutely order this. It's really good. I think. I think. Um, what was I forget his the he cast member's right. name, but he was right in some. He said that oh. it's it's not something he would order as an entree, but it's yeah. but for the table, it's really good yeah. to have. And I think that's I think that's the move. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next. We got a lot of cool. We have, we, we, have we have going. five more plates that we need to eat from. Let's get to the burger. We want right. to get to the burger next because Kenneth poor kind of has been eyeing this thing. Look at that stack. I mean, I see why they call it the stack burger. I don't know what all that is, but it looks really good. So, Go shall I? What is on the stack burger? Ashley has to eat faster. She's like, wait, I'm still in the Wellington. So it's a signature blend of beef, American cheese, lemon aioli, red onion, house-made pickles on a brioche bun served with a choice of petite wedge salad, Parmesan fries, or pasta salad. There's a lot going on in there. And even though the burger was well done, there's so much creaminess in the stack that it's not dry at all. Uh, there's a lot of flavor there. I would say the flavor profile is not that of a hamburger, though. I think it's kind of like, if it were a hamburger, it would be a Big Mac. There's just so much creaminess in there. But it, it just tastes, um, I don't know, not like a hamburger, but it, but very good. Very good. It's, 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 there's a lot of juice there, and all the sauces and the pickles on yeah. top of it. I think it, and the cheese is just melted all throughout. I love when they cover the whole meat patty. Instead of just getting a tiny thing of cheese, it's like covered in cheese. Yeah. Excellent. So, if you love a good cheesesteak, you're going to love this hamburger. It's the texture and the American cheese. Like, it's it's delicious. It's a little rich. for It's delicious, but I don't know if I could eat a whole burger just because it's so rich. But I, I would say, like, it's it, it's more texture and taste of a cheesesteak. Kenneth just went in for a second bite. He thought I wasn't watching it's like the commercial. It's not a hamburger. It's a steak burger. It's really, 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 really good. That would fill you up fast, that burger. Yeah, that mm -hmm. To quote a, a fine American statement, statesman, that is a tasty burger. <laughs> it's not what I was expecting. I, I think that you come... I think you're right. It, you come in sort of expecting... When I say pedestrian hamburger, like... And it's not. Um, you can almost tell that it's it's a handmade patty or multiple patties. I love. I actually like the creaminess of it. Um, that's really really good. Yeah, I, I see why you went back for a second it with the cheese steak. That's what it's like. It's more like a cheese steak than a burger. And Don't get us no wrong. Point. I feel like we're understating how good it is. Yeah, like because we're right. a little bit taken aback by it. It's yeah. delicious. It's it's very rich. Like you could. I came into this meal starving, and I can even say, like, I would share that burger with somebody. Jason, do not go. What, no, what are you doing? Don't go back to the crab cake. We still have four more things we haven't even tried <laughs> yet. Lonely. It looks so lonely. It's all I'm gonna, I want to apologize right now to whatever it is that we try last, because by the time we get there, we're going to be so full. But like, yeah, it's okay. Um, where are we going next? Salisbury steak. Salisbury so, <laughs> <Okay. laughs> No hesitation. Kenneth's just, Kenneth's just directing... Don't, yeah, you can leave that burger. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Wait a second. 
Look at this. Oh, the fry paper. Has, look at how cool the fry paper is. It has all the old tickets on it. For those of you kids who don't remember, when you went to the Magic Kingdom, you used to have A, B, C, D, and E tickets in a ticket book. And to me, if it didn't have grease spots all over it, I would take this would home. Take it, yeah. It's like really cool. That's really cool. I like that. Instead of a piece of newspaper rolled up, you get a, uh, a retro 71 logo Magic Kingdom and Walt Disney World logo in there. So we're eating the Salisbury steak now. And this actually reminds me a lot of the meatloaf at 50s primetime. I might, I do like it. <laughs> it, it looks like maybe somebody else at the table doesn't unless I'm reading her face wrong. It's, it's good. It's not like, it's probably not the thing I'd come here for, clearly. But like, it's tasty. Like if you're, if you're having like a nostalgic vibe kind of meal, it tastes like a Salisbury steak TV dinner. Yeah. It's really, it, yeah, it's, it's better than Stouffer's. <laughs> For sure, and there's the but the pile. Look, the the plate of mashed potatoes it's that this Salisbury steak is like piled on top of this, and the and the little crunchy onions, the little little fried onions on top. It's so comforting. Like this is like comfort food one hundred and one. It oh, stick to your ribs. That's exactly right. I thought about this. I ate this and I immediately got the. I haven't had Salisbury steak probably since I was a kid, and it reminded me of like being at home at night. Making a TV dinner. Steve Austin. Right. <laughs> it even has like this it even has like the skin on the mashed potatoes yeah. that you like peel off the top. This is good. This is good too. Like, I mean, I have some older members of my family that I travel with that are very meat and potatoes and their food preferences, and this is a great, like just kind of easy go-to. Because a lot of the stuff on this table is very kind of leveled up from what it is imitating. But this is pretty straightforward. Like I felt like if you went to like a retro diner. And ask for, like, your mom's Salisbury steak, that's what you would get. So, I mean, you sort of set your expectations accordingly. It's not a filet mignon, nor does it try and pretend to be, but it did. It sort of conjured up like, memories of, like, of being a kid. Yeah, like a waitress with high hair would, like, slam it on the table too loud. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, Slow, you, yeah. you've been to New Jersey. Um, my husband would love this dish. Definitely. Um, it, for what it is, this is not something I would totally order. The potatoes were excellent, and I did like the, the gravy. It's like a mushroom gravy, I believe, and I absolutely love that with the potatoes. Um, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just a personal preference to me that I wouldn't order it, but my husband absolutely would love this dish. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Her husband would love it. <laughs> No, no, it was it was this good. It was um, <clears throat> it was better than a Swanson's TV dinner ever was. Which is actually saying something. I mean, that's saying something because that's the gold standard, right, for the Salisbury steak. Do they still make those? Do they still make Swanson TV so. dinners? No, they don't. No. They don't. Or they if they do, Publix steak. doesn't carry them. Stouffer's has po- Salisbury steak. Yeah. Yeah. We should do like a trade table. We right. need a trade. We need like a retro. We like we need to do like a retro like party where we all like we dress like seventies and eighties and all yes. and everybody like makes a potluck seventies dish. So I'll just come my normal clothes. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, weekend. we need to stop it. We need. To, I'm not eating for like three hours. All right, we need to move on to. I think we should eat the fish next yep. because no, you well, say this. Cheese is chopped up already. Oh, the grilled cheese. Is, all right, so get so make your way into grilled cheese. This is the gourmet grilled cheese. Toasted brioche, gryer, smoked gouda, shredded pork belly, caramelized onion jam, and arugula served with, again, like the choices. This is so good. Like, I would come here all day for this. I have three words for you, Christina. I love you. I love you. Caramelized onion jam. 
Six words together Good. make even more sense. Right. Three <laughs> words, double. Wow, that's really yummy. I don't want to take anything. Don't do it. Don't, don't take anything. I wouldn't even take that yet. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, well, we're not. We haven't even tasted everything yet. Oh my goodness! We're, yeah, we're almost there. Oh, that's so we're good. not even close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Christina, I think when she wants to go home, I think we're shifting. Another shift to Animal Kingdom Oh, we'll meet you there. Okay. At the bar. That's really. Um, okay, actually, I'm going to be the one to say it. It's quite Gouda. Oh, my, oh, you, you made me stop for that. Nothing. You didn't say anything. That caramelized <laughs> onion jam. I want to put it on sandwiches and everything. Salads. Oh my gosh, it's phenomenal. It's really, they should bottle that and sell it here. For like yeah. for the sure. The whole sandwich. The whole. They do sell the whole sandwich. <laughs> I think. Okay, this is. I think that may be the best thing I've had so far. Yeah. The wow. grilled cheese. What? That yes. Wow. Yeah, good. it's my favorite entree so far. It is. I like the Wellington the best so far for me. Yeah. I really loved it. I'm not, I'm not, I am too. I'm holding off because we forget what we had some of the earlier things. I think we have to hit that fish because the longer that fish sits, the the less, yeah, you can leave that burger here. There's so much complexity to the flavor in that grilled cheese though, in terms of the sweet and the salty and the crunchiness of the bread and the butteriness and the, but the. But this, the, the, the creaminess of the cheese, it's really good. And but if it you're go- put off by the idea of pork belly and a grilled cheese, no. like I'm a weird texture person and sometimes like I don't, but you don't, you wouldn't even know it's in there. It's almost like a flavor that you'd be trying to place for the rest of the day if you didn't have the menu to read. And it ties into this whole sitting in front of the TV or coming home from school and having a grilled cheese sandwich in the 70s, like, but modernizing it, making it, eat that. Yep. Let's just dig in. So we gave the wedge salad to someone who would appreciate it. But it does look delicious. It looks like a little... Put your knife down. Just pick it up and eat it. of wedge salad. All right. A dollhouse of wedge... Wow. That's not mine. That's hers. Yeah, that was mine. We're on to something here. Oh, my. This thing is so thick. It's like the thickness of the burger. It's going to be very difficult to get. Somebody Instagram this. Go ahead. So let's get to the fish of the day on the brioche bun with the Old Bay Remoulade. She just told us that today it's cod. Tomorrow it might be a different fish, which is nice. So obviously it's going to be a white fish. I really like that one. Like, I really, really like that one a lot. So does yeah. Kenneth, because he's going back going for back his somewhere. sixth bite. Do you, usually get, do you get a filet of fish at McDonald's when you go? No, my wife does. Oh, yeah, so she'd love this. She, she would, would love, love this. This is it's a huge piece of fish. Yeah. I mean, ginormous piece of fish, and the batter's like perfect. It's not it's, it's not greasy or anything. super light. Like it's a thin light batter. Mm-hmm. Like tomato. The, talk about the tomatoes, ginormous. Yeah, it's a planet. It was a planet. That tomato was a huge wedge, but the the fish was so flaky and light, and I, you know what? It's not greasy at all. It's like magic. I love it. I was. I was not expecting it to be that good. It looked like it was almost going to be a little bit dry because it was such a huge piece of fish and it was just kind of sitting there in between the brioche. I, I like how it was the, like sitting there just like patiently waiting, you know, sort of very nonchalant, yeah. not showy, yeah. not like, hey, look at me. Right. And then we were like, oh, I guess we're going to try the fish sandwich now. And like, oh, oh, it's really good. I like it a lot. I just love how light it was. It wasn't what I was expecting it to be, and it turned out to be like a highlight dish for sure.
Like I'm just literally picking out pieces of like huge white flaky pieces. It's not like a chopped fish. Like yeah. it is, it is a fillet. It is a fillet of fish, but it's delicious. Like even without the bun and everything else. If you're wondering sort of what vibe it is, it's absolutely a leveled up fillet of fish. That's it's it's so so good. The fish is great. I don't. I mean, it tastes great with the cod. I'm sure they use a mild fish no matter what. But it's. Yeah, she wasn't dressed up. She wasn't showy. She was just kind of chilling on the side, waiting. She rolled in. And we ate her a little bit cooled off. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sure fresh out. And we didn't even touch on the Parmesan fries that we've been, that Kenneth ate. I, I think. Kenneth, did you really eat all those Parmesan fries? If they didn't, then I must have. <laughs> I've just been silently eating them while everyone's been. You're like the silent killer over here. You're just sort of quietly doing your. Quietly doing your thing. We still have one more. We have one more sandwich to go. Yeah. Ashley, it's closest yeah. to you, so dig into that. That is the prime rib sandwich. Right. I, I want you to just bite into that wonderfully toasty, crunchy roll. Yeah, this is the part I've been waiting for, the potatoes. I mean, the, um, the pasta salad. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. You know... Well, we haven't tried the pasta Just, just pass it around. Just give it to Kenneth, and we'll just sort of make our way. Prime rib sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> right, We'd like it. I'm going to bite from the... Bite, bite, bite wherever you want, huh? I like the fact you can hear the crunch of a good piece of bread, which is sometimes, sometimes difficult to get in Florida because it's the water and the bread doesn't rise in the same way. I think maybe we should have tried that sooner. <laughs> this is really good. That's what I mean. We have to, something had to sort of be, something had to be last. And, and I think sort of almost, I don't want to say suffer by being last, but. I think it probably suffered from being last. It's, um, it's, it's good. Well, I mean, to be fair, we usually save the thing that looks like almost the best and richest for last because you kind of want to build up to it. So it was sitting for a while. It's it's good. It's really good. You can tell it would be it would be delicious if it was hot still. And I think that it is. I think it is missing the au jus sauce. The um, the au jus that was served with the French dip that was at the wave before, I think, would pair perfectly with that. So that's what they need. I actually expected it to be an au jus, which is probably just poor reading skills on my part. But um, I, it does need, I feel like it needs a dip. If it had a dip, it would be perfect. It needs something to kind of pull it all together. But the, but the, but the pasta salad is delicious. <laughs> For real. So you made fun of the pasta salad, and now look who's laughing. I have to say, it, it's, oh, we're all in agreement about that being the last dish. But also, they seasoned the beef, at least. So, like, you get the salt, the pepper, whatever other ingredients they might have, you know, put a little steak essence of, uh, you know, seasoning on there, which helps. But I do agree that it needs definitely a, some kind of, like, dip or something to moisten up the bread. I would not know that it's prime rib. I'll say that. Um it's not as rich as what I would expect. For, it's not a slice of prime rib that you should know. It has more of the texture and slice thin, sort of like a gyro, sort of like gyro meat. Um, and it's well done. So when you think prime rib, you, you're usually thinking about something very rich with a lot of marbled fat and very juicy. This is not that. So this is what I had when I came here for lunch last time. And I really liked it. 
I, I yeah. like the texture. I like the, the, the richness and the creaminess. And I'm not always like a huge fan of arugula, but I think it sort of complemented it really, really nicely. I think it did suffer a little bit by sitting here and being the last thing that we ate after eating. You people ate so... I can't believe you ordered so much food. That being said, I still really like that one. Um, it, it's... It might be the last thing we ate, but it's not the... If I had to rank all the things that we ate, it would not be the lowest on my list. If we had to do the impossible task of giving me your, you know, top one or two items that you tried today, what do you think they would be? I'll go ladies first again. So what was the first thing that we ate? I have no idea. I, I, I can't the remember. Crab cake. Oh, yeah. No, okay, so never so mind. Had- <laughs> so we had. You know, I had to make sure I didn't forget anything. No, I, I was being serious. So my um, my favorite crazy is the grilled cheese. I love the grilled cheese. I would absolutely, especially for lunch, I would totally come here just to get that grilled cheese. Um, I really liked the vegetable Wellington. I think that the waiter was right when he said that it was a great thing to get for the table as a side dish. If you are eating plant based, it's a good option, but otherwise for, as a side dish. And I really like the. I think the fish sandwich would be in my number two. Otherwise, I think. Yeah, but the the grilled cheese to me was just far and away the standout, which is a shock. So we're talking any of the dishes or just anything? Okay, so those onion rings. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they were my the best. gosh. They were the best. Yes, I mean they totally knew what they were doing with that, and Jason was right about the one bite, and it doesn't all come out hard. Rumelade was just the right spicy kick, and they're just so crispy, and like I probably could have ate two orders of those for sure. And then the next thing I did like that Wellington with the veggies. I I I agree that it should be you know if somebody wanted to split it, but I like loved it for a main entree for me because I love vegetable driven dishes anyway or seafood dishes. So um, I really enjoyed that. And lastly, the fish sandwich. I think that was like an undercover prize winner that you. It was like very simplistic, but then it just rang true, and I thought it was really well executed. The, I'm sorry, you, you can't, you're, you're, you, you, can't, you amend. cannot but amend. I we were talking about <laughs> There's no codicils to your... I can't not mention the pork belly. Oh my gosh, that was mine. And I can't not mention... <laughs> but I, I was focusing on entrees, which was a mistake. No, if I, the two standouts for the meal were the pork belly and the grilled cheese. Those are my two <laughs> I think if it was two of you coming, you get the grilled cheese and you get the crab cake sliders, which is, I can't believe I'm saying this, and then you split that. Because you get two of the sliders and half, two halves of the cheat grilled cheese. That grilled cheese, I think you should get it as an appetizer. I think you should get it as an entree and maybe even take it home for a nice little dessert later on. It's so, so stinking good. I'm going to make that jam at home now. I'm going to figure that out. Yes, make that jam at home and then come over. Okay. <laughs> well, go with the jam. I will. I, I would definitely say the, the bacon and egg was the highlight for me. And the onion rings and... Uh, crab cake slider were close second we ate so much today we're not eight I, sorry we're still eating right there's there's still a lot going on here so in terms of app I, I enjoyed all the appetizers like i really enjoyed all the appetizers like i could see coming here late night as we have done ordering a bunch of stuff and just sharing all that yeah it, it is. Um, I, I like that a lot. If I had to pick one of the appetizers, that bacon and eggs is, is, I mean, you could almost make a meal. I mean, it is. But it, it doesn't, but it, 
But I feel like that that should get its own category because it was already here. It's like you know, it's like the Big Brother of all the other appetizers. I, I think yeah, I think it, I think it, I think it glowed up a little bit. That's why we get an extra yeah. choice. I mean, it was good before, but yeah. Right. If it was good before, it's even better now. It's better now. Much like Steakhouse Seventy One, it was good before. It's even better now. Not to sort of spoil the ending. In terms of the entrees, this is what's hard about eating it all at the same time because the the first entree, the Wellington, was so long ago. I was surprised at how much I really enjoyed that, um, the Wellington. I was not expecting the fish to be part of the conversation. I'm like, the fish is going to be the quote-unquote safe option. The same thing with the burger. I'm like, you come here, you don't get the burger unless you're just a very, you know, you prefer, you know, something simpler. I thought that burger was delicious. Um, so does Jason, because he's going back. I feel he's like taking, I need to try He's it taking the last bite. The little wedge? I do want to sort of try the little wedge. Um yeah, I agree about the grilled cheese. Um, the Salisbury steak hit me just from a sentimental perspective. Um, there was nothing that I did not, there was nothing that I didn't enjoy. Like, ah, I wouldn't get that again. I think if you came back and had the prime rib sandwich as your meal, it would taste different. It just would. It, it, that's what I said. And whatever we were going to go to last suffers from, from being last and a little bit cold. So I can't believe nobody mentioned the brioche. I mean, as a favorite, who did? Oh, no, not as a favorite. I was go. I was planning the pork belly and the brioche together would be a great like pop in here in in the at the end of the night and And grab a snack. I I was planning on mentioning the brioche until you took the last piece. I thought Southerners don't. You told me that's all I've heard. You have one. Oh, I do. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Oh, give me that little bit of garlic spread. Thank you. The manners. You're so sweet, man. I love it. (laughs) Try you're my favorite. <laughs> uh, what are you doing? Oh, I thought you were here. Oh, look, oh no. Piece of grilled cheese left. There's still, I mean, we still have a lot of stuff too. <clears throat> I'm, uh, I'm really impressed. I'm really impressed at, at the, the variety and the quality and even just the presentation of everything too. Um, yeah, I would say just total experience. This is one of the best dining experiences on property without question from walking in and feeling all the nostalgia wash over you all the wonderful you know brightness and the way this the the hotel lobby and the restaurant has been redone the menu was just perfectly executed and the dishes were well edited and selected it was just a great experience i have a surprise for you too yeah it's called dessert is that coming yeah all of them all of them i I think this is the best lunch option in the Magic Kingdom. In the Magic Kingdom because vicinity? Yeah. Because you can just walk. Right. I think you should take a break anyway. You can walk over here. You can monorail over here and walk back. It's it's really close and it is worth it's worth taking take a little stroll over to the Contemporary to enjoy this. And all the entrees too. If you just pull up the prices again, all the entrees came in 15 to 15 to 19 dollars i think the wellington is the wellington is one of the more expensive items because it's the same price on the lunch and dinner menu that's 26 dollars and i believe i believe that the steak which we didn't get is also 26 dollars i believe yeah so everything is kind of in the range of you know 19 for the crab cake sliders or prime rib sandwich the burgers 20 um the turkey club goes down to 15 yeah, the most expensive things on the menu are the Wellington for 26 and the steak for 26 and everything else is below that for lunch. 
And I also think everything is, I think all the the portion sizes are shareable. Like that fish sandwich is a really big fish sandwich. Yeah. Um, yeah. And surprise, I'm, I, you know, like I could easily see coming to order a couple of these things like this and, and sharing it with somebody too. She said, I, yes, you have to bring other people because you can't, you won't be able to choose and then people will judge you when you order as much food as we did. Like that, that fish sandwich is straight out of homecoming as far as like the level of quality oh. and the style, like that simple, like soft bun, yeah. perfectly cooked meat. It's the, yeah, it reminds me of some different restaurants, but it's like somebody walked into the wave and like figured out everything that was right and everything that was wrong and kind of tweaked what needed to be tweaked with the brightness it, and all that. It matches what they've done with the rest of the space here yeah. in the, in the yeah. lobby area and the, and the art and the, and the lighting and everything else. Everything up. has just been plussed. Yeah. yeah. I'm still breaking off little pieces of tender fish and eating it like it's candy. It's so with no sauce, with no breading on it. It's really, really well seasoned. So kids, you need to come fast before they begin to change and, and iterate on this menu because as it is today, it's really wonderful. Yeah. I know for dinner reservations, they tend to fill up quicker than the lunch ones, so you have a better shot probably getting a lunch reservation. But overall, I mean, at the atmosphere of this place, it's very chic but comfortable. You you know, you feel okay being here when your park clothes are hanging out. You don't have to be, like, totally dressed up or anything. But the artwork and all the colors, I mean, it's an overall great experience. But you could. Like, you could come here for date night or a group of friends or... Christina, quick, here's a question for you. Which, okay. which you may or may not be able to find the answer to. The lounge, when it's open in the evening. Yeah. Do you have access to this menu? This from menu, you? no. It has its so if you are from a certain generation, the word ambrosia does not just mean food of the gods, but it's something that you remember from your childhood. It's probably something that your mom or your grandma made when company came over. Company's coming over. right? And ambrosia was this weird concoction of like fruits and coconuts and like marshmallows on top. I was never a big marshmallow guy the ambrosia that's here is very different yeah. we keep using leveled up it's very different than what your what your, your mom or your grandmother made this is a coconut chiffon cake a mandarin curd with compressed pineapple again plated very very beautifully with this almost this is that, a raspberry sauce? Is that like a raspberry, raspberry coolie and this um, um what do you call that what do you call the 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 shell, sort of this crunchy exterior like white shell, shell. It's like, a white chocolate like a white chocolate shell. It's not the ambrosia that that I was used to, and you are making the yummy sound repeatedly. It's delicious. It had it has that like cool texture that like old school ambrosia had with like the, the coconut shreds and the pineapple. It's really really light. I think this. And your grilled cheese, like marriage of flavors, absolutely perfect. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's, it's light and it's, a, can I say it's light and rich at the same time? Because it's not, but it's not heavy. It has chocolate on the outside. I guess that's what it is. But it's, it does have all the flavor profiles of the ambrosia of the 70s of your child. But it, but it's, um, well, it's just, it's almost like deconstructed in a way. And, um, and it's, and you can taste each piece individually, I think, in a, in a better way than you get in a classic dessert. Yeah, I, I was shocked at how good that was. I did not expect it to be that good. It's very light, and um, 
extremely flavorful. It's a fantastic dessert, especially in the hot Florida summers. That one will not leave you feeling weighed down. It's really good. Yeah, that, that citrus is a nice way to sort of punctuate all of the riches that we had with our lunch. I like the light, how light it was and all the like little citrus undertones. And it's, if you're with somebody, too, that usually doesn't like sweet desserts or anything like that, this is a perfect add-on uh, to finish the night off of your rich meal, like you said. Um, I like the fact that the textures are different. So you have like a little bit of the cake in there and then like the smoothness of like the mousse on top of the compressed pineapple. And it just like, it's, it melds really nicely and light and refreshing. So I was about to almost dismiss the creme. I am actually not a huge creme brulee fan. Like, I don't normally love it. I don't normally get it. And as, as a, like, like I said, I just need to taste it just so I can say that I tried it. This is so different because there's a chocolate layer in here, which gives it a whole different flavor. All of a sudden, I like creme brulee again. <laughs> it almost tastes like old school chocolate pudding on the bottom, yes. like denser. <laughs> Yes, like, it's not not the store kind, the the, the kind that your grandma would make. Like yeah. it's so good. I sit in the fridge and like uh, condense slowly. I, I, I forgot about that being there when I scooped through and I and I saw it. I was like, I went back for more. I had to get some off the bottom there. It was so good. The chocolate. I wow. I really like that little bit of chocolate and the wonderful crunch of that the, the layer on top. It's like a hidden little compartment for more dessert underneath your dessert. Um, I, I thought that was really cool. I've never had chocolate mixed in as a second layer for that, so it was surprising to see. But um, really great for a creme brulee. I really don't have much to add, but the, except the chocolate was a surprise. I think so far, though, the ambrosia is better. Yeah, you were actually sneaking more ambrosia as we were talking about yes. the creme brulee. Yeah. But speaking of chocolate and speaking of layers, all 15 of them to represent the 15 stories of the Contemporary Resort Hotel, the what? There's oh, you want? There. I know that there is. Okay. I was getting to the. Uh, I know. We kind of felt like that was more time after. Oh. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, uh, no, no. Sorry, I'm not editing. We're just, we'll just keep on going. <laughs> so I have been outvoted. They felt that the apple tart. Tatten with the caramelized Granny Smith apples, puff pastry, and blackberry gelato. I can't believe we're still, how we're still eating. And we've been here, literally. We, we are, there's nobody else here except us. And like one or two, they're literally cleaning around us. But what what are your thoughts? So I've, I'm... Mind you, you are no longer sitting up straight. You are now sort of laying back in the booth. Just Why is this lunch different from all other lunches? Um, no, so I, I'm admittedly past the stage of being able to ooh and ah over food. That being said, the apple is delicious. It's very, very good. And if that had been the first thing that we had eaten today, I would have been raving about it. Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm starting the food coma, like giddies. You're drunk on food. Literally. I am, completely. How am I going to drive after this? Um, no, the apple dish, I, I like the build to it. I think the dish itself looked really beautiful, how they stacked the apples so thinly sliced on the top, and you had that little quadrille of candied uh, sugar at the top. The apples are cooked great. Um, it's a simple apple dessert. I liked it. I, I would rather have chocolate cake. <laughs> that means Lou, hurry it up. Great oh. news for you. <laughs> Me? Um, <laughs> I 
am a big fat man. <laughs> but you're happy. But yeah, this this apple is delicious. Yeah. You're, like I've, I'm watching because you've gone in like four times for this, but you're literally like all of your movements are just so much slower than they were but three hours. We ago. have to point out this this is a plant based. That's the one he keeps going back for is the plant based dessert, which I no, thought I would not. never. Oh, yes, it is. No, she's wrong. Oh, really? It's the whole thing's plant based, and I love watching you devour it because. It's del- I think it's delicious. Like yeah, I think it's, it's delicious. It's delicious. It's wonderful, but we, but you haven't tasted anything yet, because is that chocolate. No, it was. It's parts of it are parts. Of the chocolate. The chocolate I hear is plant based. Um, <laughs> it was plant based at one point, but there ninety seven percent plant. There's fifteen layers here in this chocolate cake, and it's and there's fifteen floors in the Contemporary Resort. How about that? I think you go one by one by one. Is what you do. I think you gotta tilt this on its side. I think you gotta tumble. Yeah. I think you gotta tumble, tumble the tower, mm-hmm. and then just just dig in. So good. Uh, since you have been, wait, wait, wait. Wait. did you take a picture? No, it's for your thing. Nearly four hours later, in what is now a cavernous steakhouse seventy-one, we have reached the end of our culinary journey <clears throat> with the fifteen-layer chocolate cake if you guys could wake up for five seconds and just give me final thoughts on the cake yes 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 wow really that's deep that's really it's It's not as deep as that cake because that cake that cake i don't even know i don't even know how many could finish that you'd need 15 people i think to finish that cake it's that it's that large and rich and, and dense yeah, it, but the creme brulee persists. I mean, if you so love- wait, you put the creme brulee back in front of you. Yeah. Kenneth has put the what's left of the ambrosia in front of him. If you love a really good slice of chocolate cake, that's the dessert for you. I'm all about the ambrosia and actually the apple as well were my two favorites. The ambrosia was my favorite. That's good. I mean, I'm just not a big chocolate cake person, but if you love a good chocolate cake, that's it's really good. Hmm. That's the key is to come with a not a with a person who doesn't really love chocolate cake. Absolutely. That way you get more of the chocolate cake. Okay, so my take on this chocolate cake is, other than I am a big fat man, is... You're pleasantly plump. This is not the lunch play, okay? The chocolate cake is a dinner play. And if you come in here and you've had a really nice steak and you ordered a a nice full-bodied Cabernet Sauvignon or maybe a Tempranillo... And you've got, you've got, you know, about a quarter of the bottle left that this cake, it's a high cocoa sort of bitter chocolate. It's not a sweet Southern chocolate cake. And that bitter high cocoa chocolate would be wonderful with a glass of red wine after a steak. It's, it also pairs deliciously with an unsweetened iced tea (laughs) as it turns out, as it turns out, um, but I still think that, I, I don't know, the creme brulee here may be my favorite dessert, which is kind of weird to say because that chocolate cake's amazing. But the creme brulee just keeps calling me back. I think that was 15 layers of perfect chocolate goodness, sweetness, loveliness. I love chocolate cake. So for me, this was something I would like to swim in the chocolate cake. So I could definitely finish that cake uh, at some point, but not in one sitting like everything. <laughs> But I, I loved it. The raspberry uh, paired very nicely with the different layers of chocolate. 
And I totally recommend this to anybody who likes cake and likes chocolate for sure. So, as someone who, because I, I always say, I'm really more of a savory than a sweets guy, but I I really like the ambrosia. I was surprised how much I liked it. The creme brulee was a surprise. I could not eat that whole chocolate cake. Like, the way splitting that chocolate cake with five people is, is and we still, I mean, Ashley's going to take the rest home, there's but there's, there's a lot of cake left, and if you... Plan on taking any ambrosia home. Don't come with Kenneth. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> he already took it home. Yeah. yeah. I really like the apple thing. The apple thing is what I had apple. the first time yeah. I was here. I love the apple. I think if I had to sort of just pick one dessert that I would really enjoy and it's just a nice way to sort of round out my palate after lunch or dinner, I think it would be the apple. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just depending on what I had for the rest of my meal, probably either the ambrosia or the apple would be awesome. And the apple actually also would pair beautifully with the grilled cheese if you wanted like a nice fall Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God, I can't even think about grilled cheese right now. All right, give me, um, give me your overall overall impressions of the updated Steakhouse Seventy One from the way it looks, the way it feels, and the way it tastes. Okay, so I would say overall that you're getting a, a plus up version of of the new space that it it, it pays so much homage to. Um, being an original OG of the, of Walt Disney World itself in the 70s, you have beautiful art that's modernized, bright colors, you know, the blue and the gold and how luxurious even like the tables are now with the different seating and the rugs, um, the classics that they take on to the menu that they've totally, you know, modernized and put different culinary twists on to make them more enjoyable to a modern take on things i think and i with everything happening with the 50th and people are coming in i think this is something you should definitely add to your to-do list if you can't get in for dinner lunch is definitely doable and i think that people would overall just enjoy the atmosphere here with anything from they have so much to choose from that menu from all different diverse like you know backgrounds of what you want to eat so i i really enjoyed it and i'm glad that we all got to do this together yeah i i would just say everything about this experience it's not perfect, but it's very close to perfect. And uh, again, this is what should have been here, I feel. It, it's wonderful. Yeah, if the wave was like the ugly duckling that we all loved and was kind of like the local secret, like this is the swan that was like coming. Like this is a this is a plus up. It Like I said before, it feels like somebody walked into the wave who like knew their stuff and was like, keep this, keep this, keep this, and everything else has got to go. You know, it's 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 a great menu. It's true to itself. The decor somehow feels more authentic to the space than the wave ever did. Um, this is great. I, I I love that this is here. I'm 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 like excited that this is here because it's so so close to where we all live. And I think all of that is true. And I th- and I think this is also true to the spirit of Walt and Roy. And I think that they if they would have a big grin on their face when they. When they walked in here and then tasted some of that food, the comfort food, the third, the throwbacks, you know, there's a, this original spin on a lot of these things. But I love the nostalgic nod to old school Disney. I love it. Love it. We haven't mentioned it, but maybe there's a nod here to the Concourse Steakhouse. You know, we, you know, um, I was I'm old enough to remember eating there, but I don't remember how this compares in terms of the food and the quality of the experience. But I remember thinking. Um, I wish they had a steakhouse again at the Contemporary, and now they do. 
I think Walt would have a table here. <laughs> I do. I could see this being like one of like his sort of DL hangout with really good food and like just kind of classics. I think you'd have a table here. I could see that being. It would probably be this table because yeah. I dig these big booths. Yeah. Like I feel like Sinatra sitting in this booth. Yeah. <laughs> like a, but I, I agree with everything that you said from the look and feel. And, and I've been here for breakfast. <clears throat> I want to come back for dinner. But I think the Wave is one of those few restaurants that you can come for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and enjoy and have a different experience all along. I think it it, it straddles the line wonderfully between that restaurant that you can come to right from the parks in your shorts and sneakers, but you could also come at night and have, you know, an elegant meal with family or friends, or even just come to the lounge and, uh, and relax there too. I, I'm so, <laughs> I'm so full. I can't even think. Um, I'm just content. Like I'm very content right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, does this, where does this sort of rank for you? I mean, and, and I know we're sort of, it's fresh, but, um, you know, how does, if you had to sort of put Steakhouse 71 in the conversation, is it is it in one of those, yeah, it's one of the better slash best restaurants in, in Walt Disney World? I think it's the best lunch option in all of Walt Disney World right now, for sure. And I, and I we need to From a sit-down perspective. Yeah, from a table service perspective. I, I think that we have to come back and try dinner because I think it's going to rank up there. Because Citricose is my favorite right now, but I have a feeling this is going to be amazing for dinner. Yeah, Absolutely. I already have reservations to come back next week for my husband's birthday, so that, that I was excited. To, that was going to be the first time trying it before you guys invited me to come out. But I think that this is a high recommendation for people that are looking for something that's like you know middle moderate that's not too expensive. If you want to have like a nice sit down experience and like get an overall good meal. Yeah, I'm- yeah, I think this isn't a league of its own. I can't think of a restaurant on property that I would compare it to because it's so chill and so low key. It's really good food, but it's not the sort of food where I feel like it needs to be a special occasion for me to eat here. Like Topolino might be my favorite table service of the regular table service on property right now. But I, it's not like, do I like this more than Topolino? It's just a place that I would come on a very different. Like I come here for a business meeting and know that whoever I was meeting up with was going to be happy with their mm-hmm. options. Like, I even dig the background. Somebody said it before. Like, I even dig the background music. Like, I just, I really, really just enjoy everything about this. Um, it's like, it's like a laid back thing with the comforts of having finer, pretty things around you. So it's like glamour with a comfort level. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's comfortable. It's elegant. Um, and obviously very, very delicious. I certainly want to know from you. Wake up. Are you still awake or are you in a food coma like we are? Um, if you've been to Steakhouse 71 yet for breakfast, lunch, or dinner and let me know your thoughts, you can post in the clubhouse. I'd go to www.radio.com slash clubhouse. I will post a link to this week's podcast and this question there. Or better yet, you can call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. Let me hear. Better wait. Call from Steakhouse 71 and give me your sort of authentic as it's happening review. And then when you're done with all that, please go and visit all of our friends here at the table, except Kenneth, because you still not. We have to just build you a website just for just. Yeah, I need something. Need I'm, something. I'm always so embarrassed at the end of these things. Yeah, we're going to create we're going to create an account just for you. But if you can just quickly tell people where they can find you and why. 
um, Ashley, and my blog is A Cup of Charming. It's upcupofcharming.com and A Cup of Charming for all the social media channels. Uh, I do a lot with recipes and food reviews and different local stuff too for Orlando as well as Disney. And I also do some travel stuff sometimes here in Florida and other places too. So if you want to be into something like that, come out and hang out with me. I'm Jason, and I'm here with the magic at all the places, Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. Uh, but you can go to herewiththemagic.com to start. And we're all about celebrating the quiet moments of joy inside the Disney spaces and outside. Um, I'm at thecastlerun.com. Five years ago, we walked away from a big law life. Four years ago, we uprooted our lives and moved down here. And we kind of chronicle that journey and all the fun that we're having along the way um, on the blog, The Castle Run. I'm also on Instagram as The Castle Runner. And I have a shop called Core Memory Candles where I sell all sorts of Disney-inspired olfactory delights. And I'll put links to any and all of those in the show notes over at WDWRadio.com. This, this is a really nice day. Great food and great friends. Thank you so much for lunch, Dad. WDWRadio.com slash support. (laughs) Yeah, this, this was, uh, this was even better than than I expected. And and while the food was very good, it's uh, being able to share it with friends with me because it makes it even better. Or you're right. That, yeah, that's <laughs> it. You are a big fat man. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I'm a big fat man. Dot com. Hello. I'm gonna like Rick Roll you. <laughs> hey, you're the guy from bigfatman.com. <laughs> <laughs> Time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World's history, or just see how well you pay attention to the details of what you see, hear, or remember. If you think you know the answer, you can enter for a chance to win a Disney prize package. And this week's trivia contest is once again brought to you by you. And I mean that sincerely, because as part of the WW Radio Nation, you literally help bring every episode of WW Radio to life. Every live broadcast, every contest and giveaway, they are all thanks to, because of, by, and for you. And you can find out how you can help the show for as little as a dollar per month and get cool rewards every month like scavenger hunts, trivia quests, group video calls. We have a private Facebook group, shirts, stickers, monthly care packages from Walt Disney World, and much more. And of course, don't forget that while this is completely optional, it not only helps the show, but a portion of your contribution goes to our Dream Team project to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. You can find out more and sign up to be part of the nation by going to www.radio.com support. Now, before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week we were talking about the past, present, and future of Walt Disney World. That took us into the past and a bit of the present and over to Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress and asked you to tell me what is the father holding in his hands in the opening scene of the Carousel of Progress? And this is one of those questions where I know you've probably seen Carousel of Progress dozens, if not hundreds of times, stared directly at the father who's the narrator, but never really maybe paid attention to what he was holding in his hands. 
which of course was a pipe in his right hand and a newspaper in his left. Remember, it's turn of the century, it's Valentine's Day, buildings are now 20 stories, there's 8,000 automobiles. You can travel by train from New York to California in less than seven days. Anyway, I took all the correct entries, randomly selected one, and last week you were playing for a WW Radio pin, keychain, and a bonus mystery prize, including something from Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is... Annette Finley. So, Annette, congratulations. I will get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. This week, we're going to stay in Magic Kingdom, specifically stay in Tomorrowland, but go from the past and present to the future and right across the way to Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin, which I'm sure you've been on at least once, and have been proud or not so proud of your score. But tell me, what's the lowest ranking you can get in Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin? I'll give you a hint. It's not Galactic Hero, which is level 7 if you score 999,999 points. But on the opposite end of the spectrum, what's the lowest ranking? What is level 1 that you can get in Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin. It has a specific name to it. Tell me what the lowest ranking is. You have until Sunday, October 24th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern to go to www.radio.com, click on this week's podcast, use the form there. Again, this week you're going to play for the pin, the keychain, and a bonus mystery prize. And don't forget, if you still haven't entered my special Walt Disney World 50th Anniversary Prize Package Mega Giveaway on Instagram, you still have a little bit more time because this package includes a 50th anniversary iridescent backpack, which you can't buy in stores, the portrait of Walt Disney World, 50 Years of the Most Magical Place on Earth book, which is worth $60, the Delicious Disney Recipes and Story book, which is about $35, iridescent Mickey ears, the October 1st 50th anniversary poster, the October 1st Magic Kingdom 50th anniversary commemorative map, a vintage ticket book notebook, a 50th anniversary jeweled notebook, a 50th anniversary Beacons of Magic poster, again, which you can't buy in stores, the Discover the Magic autograph book, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure ear headband, the D23 50th anniversary magazine, the Disney Plus The Stories Continue collectible magazine, and a very special item. I'm going to include a copy of the Master Planning of Walt Disney World 58-page book, published in 1969 by Walt Disney Productions with remarks by Roy Disney. It lays out all the plans for phase one of the resort, including the land, the hotels, including the Asian, Persian, and Venetian, the future, Epcot, research, and much, much more. You can visit Instagram.com slash to enter. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in this and every week. You can connect with me on social. I am at Lou Mangiello on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Also, please become part of the community and conversation over on Facebook in the WW Radio Clubhouse at www.radio.com slash community. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the air, you can email me, lou at www.radio.com or call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-WDW1 with a question, a comment, or just a hello, even from the Disney parks. 
And please join me this and every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for WW Radio Live, our live weekly broadcast on Facebook. This week, we have a very special guest, Jeffrey Epstein from Disney's D23 is going to be on to join us. And then next week, I'll be live from a special location in Walt Disney World. I'll announce that on Wednesday. Speaking of event, I am incredibly excited to be going back to my favorite food-related event of the entire year, the Swan and Dolphin Food and Wine Classic, Friday, October 29th and Saturday, October 30th. The event is going to take place completely outdoors this year, making it both safe and delicious. And it features unlimited, repeat, unlimited tastings at more than 20 different food stations featuring culinary selections from all the hotel's award-winning restaurants like Blue Zoo, Shula's, my favorite sushi restaurant anywhere, Komodo's, and many more. Plus, there's going to be more than 100 different beverages amidst this incredibly festive backdrop of live entertainment on the hotel's causeway. The event runs from 5.30 to 9 p.m. on both Friday, October 29th, as well as Saturday, October 30th. You can learn more and get your tickets at swandolphinfoodandwineclassic.com. I'll put the link in this week's show notes and hope to see you there. And in addition to connecting with you online, stay tuned for the next Meet of the Month in Walt Disney World. And I invite you to please join us on not one, not two, not three, but we now have four upcoming WW Radio group cruises. We have our Marvel Day at Sea, February 5th through the 10th out of Miami on the Disney Magic, the June 20th four-night inaugural cruise on the Disney Wish, the December 5th Very Merry Time cruise also on the Disney Wish, and I just announced this week, if you can't join us in 2022, hopefully you can come with us on a very special cruise in 2023. It is a one-time only Disney Fantasy 8-night Bermuda and Bahamian cruise from Port Canaveral with an overnight stay in Bermuda. You can go to www.radio.com slash cruise for more information and to get a free no obligation quote from our friends over at Mouse Fan Travel. Speaking of events, we're just about a month away from my Momentum Weekend Workshop in Walt Disney World, November 13th and 14th. It is a two-day, 50-person event with an optional Mastermind Monday for just 10 people to help you turn what you love into what you do. Whether you have a blog, podcast, video channel, product, or brick-and-mortar business, I and other speakers in this very interactive, practical and tactical workshop are going to share lessons inspired by the Disney parks, as well as tools, resources, and presentations on everything from email marketing to productivity and time management, content repurposing, community building, launching your product or your service, goal setting and achieving, audio, video, live, tools, networking activities, the future of social, and much, much more. There are now only five seats remaining, but I have also decided to extend the $100 off discount for both the weekend workshop and mastermind tickets. You can learn more. Ask me any questions you might have by going to lumangelo.com slash momentum. I mentioned earlier the WW Radio Nation. I want to thank you once again for the love, support, friendship, and help. And I love being able to give back to you each and every month. I want to thank some new and longtime members, including Ralph DeCesar, Darlene Ginnett, Avery Harris, and Brooke Myers. If you want to find out how you can help the show for as little as a dollar a month, please go to www.radio.com slash support. Speaking of support, I want to thank once again Becky Mankin and the entire team over at MEI and Mouse Fan Travel, my official recommended travel provider. It's who I use, it's who I love, and it's who I recommend because it's also who I trust. You can get a free no-obligation quote by visiting mousefantravel.com. And finally, my friend, and you are my friend. I mean that whether we have met yet or not. And all I ask is that if you like the show, to please help spread the word 
tell a friend, share a link to this or your favorite episode or just the podcast in general. If you can on social, tag me at Lou Mangello so I see it. And if you can, take just a couple of seconds to rate and review the show over at Apple Podcasts. It is very, very helpful. Very much appreciated. I want to thank a recent reviewer, Tom GNYC, who says, this is a Disney podcast prize package. Lou's like a best friend, favorite teacher, big brother, and partner in mischief, all in one guy. He's a great listener to both his listeners and guests. Extremely knowledgeable, down-to-earth, spontaneous fun, always well-prepared. Wow, I'm, you're making me feel so good about myself and completely focused on bringing a meaningful, meaningful experience to everyone. I get a kick out of his self-deprecating sense of humor and share that his deep appreciation of Walt and Disney nostalgia. I'm also grateful to him for the perpetual reminders to choose the good and sit back, relax, and enjoy. So thank you, Lou, for WWE Radio, my favorite podcast of all time and everything you do. And thanks to your guests and family for all they contribute to the continuing adventure. Warm regards, Tom Free. Tom, thank you again so very much for that, brother. You have put a huge smile on my face. I sincerely appreciate Tom, and I sincerely appreciate you just for being here and just listening and for the friendship that you extend me by sharing your time, which I know is so valuable with me. I hope that the show has brought you a little bit of happiness today, put a smile on your face. Maybe it inspires you to be a little bit better. And like Tom said, to choose the good, to find the good in everything and everybody that you do and to be the good because that positivity, I promise you, is contagious. And you can make a difference one day, one person at a time. I love you. I appreciate you so, so very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope that this is your best week ever. So until next time, see ya. Hey, Lou, this is Yannis. Hi, I'm Jaden. From Bakersfield, California, with the Mallory family, and we love listening to your show. Just wanted to say real quick that we're going through all your past episodes, and you're the glue, Lou. Like, uh, it was one of your questionnaires that you had with the people in, they were talking about how you're the glue. Like, you're our Spider-Man. You're our guy. Like, we're all pretty big nerds here, and we love to watch Spider-Man and Marvel. So just keep it up, Lou. Thank you for everything that you do for us and getting us to work and, and all the delicious things that we hear. We can't wait to meet you soon. And everybody in the box, please have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Bye. Bye.